The views expressed on the Badge to the Bone podcast, while often accurate and sometimes even funny, are not intended to represent the official positions of any law enforcement, public safety agency, or their employees. So lighten up. This podcast contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and nudity. Okay, maybe not the last two. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Badge to the Bone. I'm Denny. I'm Al. We are your hosts, bringing you another episode. And as always, we have lots to talk about. So let's not waste any time and go ahead and jump right on in. So, Denny, we are, we're here. We're, for, we're here for episode two. We're back. We are back. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was a little bit of a longer gap than we might have otherwise liked, but, uh, you know, we did buy that book, um, uh, podcasting for dummies. Um, we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, well, Denny got the cliff notes and then we set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, nobody said this was easy, but you know what? This is important. So um, we're going to keep trying. Uh, we're at it. Keep plugging forward. And as we're bringing that up, I know I promised we were going to have Dr. Greenberg, police psychologist, on this episode. However, last minute, he did get called away to something that was going to cut into the time that we have set to record. This is what happens when we book in-demand guests. He is in demand. He is busy. So we apologize for that. But, you know, our schedules run busy as well. So we are yep. scheduled to put something out here. So we're going to just. Yeah. Go yeah. So, so, you know, you know, you, we, you, we, we had this wonderful guest planned and, uh, you know, for reasons outside of our control or his, uh, it, it fell, fell through, but we pressed forward. And instead of listening to a highly educated guy with a PhD, wonderfully articulate, funny, charming, you have to listen to us two mopes here for however long we're here today. That just about sums it up. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we were planning on talking to uh, Dr. Greenberg today, and and Dr. Greenberg is a, a very well-known well-respected uh, law enforcement uh, public safety psychologist in our area. Um, so since he's not here, we're actually just going to talk about him and talk about, <laughs> well, more like talk about, <laughs> talk about the police psychologists and, and why, why, why do we need them? Do we need them? Um, and, and what is getting us to the point where we're even having to have this discussion in the first place? Right. No. And I, I think it's, it's probably good that we do have this discussion before he even comes on, because, you know, my concern is that there is a stigma when it comes to yes. psychologists yeah. and particularly police psychologists um, and not even really just police in the first responder community, period. So th there's a bit of a stigma. Um, and, yeah, I think people are concerned about, you know, am I going to go sit in this office? This guy's going to shrink me for an hour and, and tell me that I didn't get along with my daddy and. You know, I got, you know, and that's not quite 
what goes on. He's going to look at my internet history. I know. I know. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Let me destroy the phone, the laptop, the iPad. <laughs> it, it's got to go. Um, so what if I like to wear that? Come on. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff is, is pretty prevalent in, in our realm. Um, so, you know, I was kind of concerned that folks may see that when well, they got a psychologist, well, I don't want to list today because, you uh, know, I yeah. don't give a shit what they have to say and, and don't trust them, don't like them. Um, so the idea is to, you know, kind of help ease that, that stigma, ease, you know, that, that fear of going to see a psychologist or should I talk to a psychologist? Um, I, I think it's valuable. And, there was a time that I didn't think it was valuable. Right. And in, and in full disclosure, you know, um, you, we, we, we have both utilized the services of, of uh, folks like that. Yes. And I still do. Um, <laughs> still do. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, um, early in my career, you had a really bad experience with a police psychologist that was on contract for the agency I was trying to go to. Um, and it was, you know, it was a really bad experience. Um this and and not an uncommon one either right and you know and i shared what happened with several folks and so many others had that same experience and they're like and you know this doctor was you know out of their mind just would say ridiculous shit shit that didn't make any sense um and and it just like i say it really turned me off and from there i'm like i'm never gonna go see one of these fuckers again no yeah and and, and you know you always ran into that like that the girl in college you know like oh what are you studying you know you're out you're talking you know, oh psychology oh, psychology it's like run run <laughs> <laughs> she's batshit crazy <laughs> i'm uh, gone we, we need to pose that one to greenberg when he does show up <laughs> if we do we do but yeah yeah you I, and and we were we were talking before we we went on air about you know like these these negative experiences i i had one and this was like during the hiring process for an agency this some years ago and i i can't believe the agency i i didn't take the job they offered me the job but i didn't take it and it was like shortly after i had my interview with the shrink and and i go in and the he, the the, the guy's a complete asshole to me the entire time. Like, like yells at me yeah, at one I know point. Exactly, I know exactly. <laughs> you know this guy. <laughs> I had a very similar experience. And and and, and I'm, it's like this is for this is for an applicant. Like, yep. Psych screening, right? And 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 you know, I'm like, I go back, I see the guy who's coordinating through the you know my background and all that stuff. I'm like, man, I really screwed that up. Well, what happened? I tell him, he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that all the time. Yeah, that's just who it. That's just how he does. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, I walked out of there. I was like, God, what, what did, oh my, I, something is wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that stuff sticks with you, too. Yeah. So, you know, after, and I, I went to that one as well, because um, he was retained by, you know, another agency that I did work for. And, and I had that same experience and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Who does he think he is? And why is he so angry? Is he, he needs to be talking to somebody. I need to be over in, in the comfy chair or in the, the desk. And he needs to be laying in the comfy chair here. Tell me what the hell's wrong with him. Yeah. I, so, you know, and those things stick with you. So then 
you have these experiences with shrinks for you know for whatever reason they're not a good experience and then you get to where you are dealing with some shit and someone's like hey well maybe you should go see the uh police doc fuck that that guy's crazy he's an asshole he don't like me anyway why would i why would i see him i i, I came here and i'm going through the hiring process and he yells at me and basically throws me out of his office like hell i want to talk to that guy if i want to do that i'll just go to the sergeant's office and i can have somebody <laughs> yell at me there and throw me out the office it, it takes less time <laughs> right i'm pretty sure there's no copay i don't even have to schedule that visit <laughs> I, I can get that any day i want <laughs> right right so uh you know what i'm trying to figure out where we're going to come around and where we're going to get the good point of <laughs> psychologist greenberg i'm sorry we're going to get there we're, we're, we're going to get there um <laughs> He's there making notes. <laughs> so when he finally comes on, his episode is doomed. <laughs> oh God! But uh, yeah, but it did. It did come around. Um, when when I was a young officer, after these initial experiences, we had uh, agency I worked for. We had an officer-involved shooting, and the long and short of it, it was, it ended up being, it was an accidental shooting, but it did kill a suspect. It was after pursuit, it was high tension, a lot of going on, but uh, you in the community was really upset about it. Um, and it was pretty stressful for the department. And they called a psychologist to come in and just meet with all, it was a small agency where we're talking 35 total officers. So psychologist came in and that happened to be Dr. Greenberg. Which is good. Now, and I, I'm just going to insert something yeah. here because you said that was a small agency. I know the agency, it, and it is. It's a small agency. It's it's a predominantly rural agency. Yes. Um, and for them to do that, that that's uncommon. Well, and particularly at that time, we're oh, talking yeah. about 2001. <laughs> More than 20. Um, <laughs> 20 so, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, we're, yeah. We're we're talking 01. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that just wasn't a common practice. I think that was um, a good call. And I'm not sure if it was the sheriff or the under sheriff that made that call, but. Um, but the call was made. It was. And, you know, so I met with Greenberg. Now, Grand keep in mind that I was new and pretty much our meeting was very short. He saw, and he right off the bat said, well, I can tell you're, you're new. Everything is all smiles and everything is all fun and great. Um, you're early in your career. Um, come see me in a decade. And that's pretty much, you know, yeah, was, you know, I can see you're not really having any issues and pretty much cut it short. Um, and we, we have talked about that since I said, you know, it's, it's crazy. We had that interview where you're like, man, I can see how everything's great, fine and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while, um, then, you know, 20 plus years later, when I go see him, you know, my, how the time has changed. Yeah. But, but now, no. So that kind of <clears throat> takes us where I think we're going is like, what's, what's going on with us and what, um, how do we get broken? You know, what, what does broken mean? Is broken a thing? And I think any of us that have been doing this in any significant way, unless you've just hidden from calls and flown a desk for the enti your entire career, I'm sorry, you're broken. Right. I would agree. Absolutely. You're, you're broken. Yeah. Now, now there, there's, there's a broad spectrum of what constitutes broken could be a little bit broken it could be like total 
fucking dumpster fire train wreck <laughs> broken right most of us aren't on that end okay but i think most of us you know you do this 10 10 years 20 years more than get, 20 years you get awfully close yeah and and just speaking for myself the things that 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 caused me stress on the job it, it wasn't really like the uh like the, the the blood and gut stuff you know that that didn't that didn't leave me you know i mean nobody likes to see it sure sure you know but but that wasn't the stuff that didn't bother me you know it was it was like the drip 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 it was the internal office stuff you know the the, the managerial stuff well that's i mean that's a huge part of the stress oh and i and on I, the job is eternal I, I think and and we'll we'll talk about this some more with as we go forward with the podcast but you know i i have a prevailing theory that a lot of our brokenness we create ourselves uh yeah absolutely absolutely we create ourselves sure sure i, I mean there's gonna some of it's gonna come just from the nature of what we deal with on a day in and day out basis we eat our own but yes yes we do not help ourselves be better no 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 in fact we we do the exact opposite not everywhere not everywhere but a lot a lot well i mean most ages even even agencies that are doing pretty well still have a lot of toxicity to them oh yeah oh um, yeah you know it's just there's still a lot of folks that have either authority or position in those agencies that are, are just create that stress and you may still have a pretty good agency but you have those cancerous folks in there oh yeah you could you could you could work for an agency be on a great unit doing great stuff love all the people you work with you know but everything outside that unit dumpster fire yes oh yeah yep and that's pretty common that's pretty common and and, and the higher you go in the floors of the building the the the, the hotter that fire gets yes um yeah so we're i think we're doing it a lot to ourselves but we started having this conversation about you know why some things are happening and and we're looking at like you know overall mental health but then you know you got these high profile incidents right you know you, we we had um um george floyd yes oh well that's yeah. the probably most profile um recently we've we've had uh the memphis five as they're calling them now yep you know and like with george floyd it would you know it was it was that that racism narrative yes was pushed really really hard um and i have a theory i i, I don't think Derek chauvin was racist I don't. I don't know. Right. I don't know the man's sure, heart. Sure. I don't know the man's uh, mind. And most of us don't know him. I mean, he may have a clan robe in his closet. I don't know, but Correct. I don't think so. Right. Um, I, I think he was broken. Most likely so. Most likely so. And it's not to make any excuse. I mean, I definitely want to make that. You're not making an excuse no. for anybody's behavior. Because somewhere along the line, somebody should have noted it. 
somebody but, should have pulled him out. And that's the point is is brokenness is not what we're proposing as any kind of excuse for what happened. It is, you know, everybody's searching for the solution of how do we keep these things from happening? Um, how do we keep these incidents from where it looks like officers are just have gone off the rails and now but, somebody is deceased? Right. But in order to get that solution, you got to properly identify the problem. Well, that's huge. And, you know, I, I, I see you, know, you. I think you think strongly, <clears throat> excuse me, that brokenness is a contributing factor. Oh, yeah. And I think you're right. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, some of the symptoms you have when you're dealing with, whether it's stress or PTSD, you know, anger issue. Anger is a huge one. Oh yeah, and that and, and you know what? Looking looking at like issues that I've dealt with, you know, in in my life, I would say anger was the biggest one. Absolutely, and and I anger was probably the biggest for me. Um, and it was anger, um, contentment. Um, but it was also what I call is that um, my flashpoint um, where it didn't take much to set me off. And see, I didn't even have a flashpoint. See, I mean, I, mine was, it was, it was low. I, mean, I, I didn't have a, I was the opposite. I, I didn't have a flashpoint. I just, it, it just, I just swallowed it, swallowed it, swallowed it, swallowed it. See, I would, the littlest thing, it could be the most minor setback, <clears throat> excuse me, on a day off. And it would just set me off. It would ruin my entire day. And it could be something so minor, mm -hmm. so minor. Um, I mean. Now, my wife may say I'd, I had a flashpoint because, yeah, I mean, I would I would periodically <clears throat> do, like I'd do something just like you said. Right. But most of the time I just internalized my anger to the point of like it just eat me up. Right. And, you know, in that and that, that low. That flashpoint being that way where it would just set you off in a snap you mm -hmm. just the littlest thing set you off now on the job i didn't exhibit it like i did at home no i think no. on the job is where i could internalize it and where i could kind of shift focus and put that game face on and and function and that's why most people at work you know, didn't know that outside of work you know i'm struggling significantly however i think a lot of officers that have those anger issues probably are not able to manage that in in the workspace and that's or, where it's showing up or they manage it until and they, they manage it in the workplace until they don't until they don't exactly right exactly right and then it rears it and then you have you know these incidents you have where someone's significantly injured you have some where someone's killed you yeah. have, have a fatality that didn't need to be um i mean i think you bring up a really good point yeah um, I, I, something something's happening i mean you, you like you go over to the, the 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 guys in memphis now i think there were other factors sure. you know the, the, i i think you know who 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 ever was or was not supervising them needed to be hit upside the head i mean like what did, and, and i love those kind of units i think those units have tremendous value they do but they also are, are have a high risk right and you don't put some guy that's got a couple years on on no, absolutely units. not yeah absolutely not and, and and if somebody's got a problem and they're on one of these units you you really need to be on top of that so i think it you know yeah i think there was a supervision problem but look at these guys wail on him 
well, you know, I would love to know if there were any other, you know, signs that obviously that we don't know what kind of things came up when many of them had very short careers. They weren't there very long. And like I said, I don't think they should have been in a unit like that anyway. Um, but you know, that being said, and, 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 and that could, you know, we could be off base. I mean, they, that, sure, maybe sure, this that is, wasn't this is, a broken officer. This kind is of our opinion and, you know, our opinion and a dollar 25 will get you a soda out the fucking machine. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, you know, take it for what it's worth. But, um, but I would be anxious to, to hear, was there any other things were there red flags that came up? Were there, did they have incidents where they blew up over something, you know, got on, you know, got angry, got pissed off, either yelled or blew up at somebody or had another use of force that was getting, you know, where it was starting to cross that line and it was either overlooked or downplayed or minimized. Uh, you know, were there, were there signs that these guys were broken and were on the edge of, you know, on the verge of snapping or just becoming loose cannons? And I, it's hard to think that there weren't some. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, something, something is, is, is going on. And, and, you know, it's not just those, there, there are other incidents where you're looking around and you're going, you know, I, I, I don't think this guy's a, you know, a particularly violent person. I, I don't think that, that they, that there's, um, uh, racial animus. I mean, again, I don't know, but, right. um, you know, and I, and I do think the, the the racial animus component tends to be greatly overstated. I, I agree, um, especially when you you look at law enforcement agencies, particularly uh, excuse me, urban law enforcement agencies, large agencies, where you got people of every you know race, color, creed, yep, gender, whatever. Very diverse. They're, they're all in there, and everybody works together. Yep. Um. So I, I do think that's a little overstated. So like, what's going on? And, you know, I think the brokenness thing just can't, I don't think it can be uh, underestimated. And I think it's, it's, it's not, it, I mean, it's not sexy. It doesn't make for good headlines on, on CNN and whatnot, sure. but, um, but you got to talk about it. What, what you do. And I, and it all comes back to, you know, everybody's searching for, you know, solutions, solution for strategies, ways, how, how do we keep these things from happening? Um, and you need to look at everything. And this is just one component of it. But, you know, you, you also have, you know, when you have somebody that is maybe displaying where you're like, man, they are really, you know, he is just always angry and really on, on the edge you know, where do you go with that? That that's becomes the challenge because do you approach the individual and talk to them? Do you go to a supervisor and talk to a supervisor? Do how is that handled? Because again, now you have this, you know, the mental health is such a negative thing. When you tell somebody that they're not acting right, they're, they're not going to go, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, I am angry as shit and flipping out over everything. The, the chances of them responding in that kind of manner go yeah you're absolutely right you know i'm just no. i have lost my shit every day this week and i, I can't figure out why or, or they're probably gonna be like no i'm i'm fine i'm just i didn't get a lot of sleep or you know the or or you know as as a good good buddy of mine who's actually going to come on the show soon 
uh, and and talk with us about his experiences, you know, he he would he blow the hell up, right? He, I mean, he would he would blow a gasket six ways to Sunday, and if you asked him tomorrow, he might forget he blew a gasket. Oh wow, yeah, you know, and and ultimately that was a contributing factor to you know him not being on the job anymore, right? Um, but um, yeah. And, and and then we got to look at the the hiring process too. Well, and you know that poses the question too that when you're talking about brokenness, I mean, there's people in the world have other conditions. You know, people come into the job already with either depression or some underlying depression or anxiety, uh, especially now. Yes, yes. So if you come into the job with those things, um, I don't think that's something that should keep you out of the job, but it's something to be aware of. Um, but when you're hiring folks that you're reducing the hiring standard, that's where it gets dangerous, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and look at it this way. I mean, if you look at all the statistics and there've been a bunch that have come out, um, there, there was that big, I think there was like a New York times piece on teens and adolescents and, and rates of depression and anxiety. So I hire that, that, that kid, you know, maybe they're coming out of college. And, um, they're 22 years old. They're 23 years old. Chances are they got some baggage of some sort. Probably all the statistics point to it. Sure. And and having, you know, that's not necessarily something to keep somebody out. No, but when you do have some glaring issues and red flags, you have things that you normally would not hire somebody having, and then you decide you're going to lower that standard of hiring. Now you're putting somebody that you've already had deemed before is probably not a fit for the job. And you're throwing them in a job that's high pressure, high stress, and high responsibility. Or or you're doing the other thing, right? You're seeing that and you're not hiring them, right? You're not hiring them because that person doesn't walk on water. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I and I I've I've seen this happen. Um, you know, uh, I I see it happen at, uh, uh, you know, place place I've worked. Um, and you know, oh well, they got a blemish, a little this, a little that, you know, and oh, they're not a good fit. Okay, all right, but now I get that guy. I mean, just as clean smooth nothing never had anything no adversity no trouble just just the absolute golden child right yep now that person's faced with stress adversity toxic work environment assholes on the street you know you name it right right um and they start getting stressed how are they going to handle it right Right. How are they going to handle it? Is, is, does that person have any coping mechanisms? Ugh, can't speak. Coping mechanisms that are built up? Mm, any of them that are healthy? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a separate conversation. Is but, that, that, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but how are they going to handle it? And, and I don't know. What do you think? Man, and, you know, and I th- it's a good question. I mean, I think we're posing questions with questions. Um, but 
This is how we end up chasing our tail and right. ultimately drinking more while we're doing it. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, well, I mean, it does make it difficult because when you're hiring, you know, you do need to take a lot of things into consideration, but you have someone who has no life experience at all. You know, that's to me, that's, it can be a gamble because they you know, may not, adapt to the amount of stress and responsibility that's thrown on your shoulders um, coming into the job. However, you have somebody that has a lot of issues, they may pre be predisposed to snap or not hold their self together yep. on, the, yep. on the job. So it's finding that easy medium. And um, not only that, I think it's having, you know, having that, not I want to say watchful eye, but, you know, having people be aware of noticing signs and being able to catch some of these things early before it comes to someone choking someone to death, someone going nuts and just beating the beating ever loving shit out of somebody yes. for no good reason. Right. Right. And it's I have a hard time believing that there's not signs in there. Yeah. There's well, not clues that that is that is coming maybe not so you 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 i mean you were first line supervisor yes so did you feel like you were in a good position to see that if you thought it was happening i felt i was um i i try to do a good job of being out on the street um and i think most of the folks that worked on my platoons would probably agree that I, I, I spent a good deal of time out there, you know, going to cause, and it wasn't to be big brother. It wasn't to oversee. And, you know, I never wanted them, the, the officers to feel like I'm hovering over shoulders, but I wanted to so be. So what to, you were saying is you were leading, you were not managing. Well, <laughs> that's the goal. That is the goal. Um, but I wanted to be comfortable with the fact that I'm out there. I'm not out there to criticize. I'm not out there to micromanage, but I am out there to observe. And I am out there to supervise. And if there are issues that you know, I should address them and, you know, the same with the sergeant, they, they should address them. Um, but I really do think there's a huge value in having the pulse of the folks that work for you per se. And you can't get that through a 10 minute roll call. You can't get that through you stepping in the roll call for five minutes before they hit the street. And then you don't see anybody get there. You've got to see people out there, how they're functioning, whether it's on a call for service, whether it's on a traffic stop, whether it's at a motor vehicle crash, whether they're directing traffic at a, at a stoplight, you got to be out there talking and interacting, um, particularly as a first line supervisor. And, and you know, I, and I, I, I look at some agencies that I might be familiar with um, that um, even the first line supervisor is just so buried under bullshit. And and that, that, that oh. they they can't they can't get out from that. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Or yeah. then you get the 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 person they wanted the stripes and they didn't want to do the things you just were talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, you have that too. I mean, you have plenty that are are glued to the office, um, and they're like, "Well, I'm going to take care of all the administrative duties," which you do. And but sometimes a lot of those administrative duties are uh, a little too compounding, um, and I think places could do a little better job of trying to reduce that. Um, but it seems like administrative duties are increasing 
you know, exponentially, not even just for supervision, but for the officers themselves. Um, and, but you, the, the, the point is you feel like you would have seen it. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it could there have been an, an officer that maybe would, would get by that. I would not see it. I mean, um, when I was as, as a platoon commander, I think I had like, at one point I had like 32 or, or 34. So that's 34 officers. That's a lot. And that's a, a pretty good amount. Um, so it's, it's hard to see everybody every day. You know, I made it a point to make sure I definitely would participate in roll call, not just stand there, but participate, talk. And I'm always observing. I'm trying to look for, that's a good sound. <laughs> I'm always, you know, looking to see how, Folks Don't are, tell them I was getting another beer. <laughs> I'm always looking to see how the officers are interacting. Cause you can you can tell. But but yes, I to answer your question, I feel I did a good a job of anybody of really trying to have the, the pulse of the folks that worked on my shifts. And if there was an issue or something or, or a red flag or, or a sign that I would have picked it up or one of my other supervisors, my counterparts, like one of my sergeants would have picked it up and said, Hey, I, I noticed this. And then that would spark me to start looking. Well, let me take a look. Let me come out. And, and, and I'd say that, you know, like, I think you, and, and, and you're not alone, but, but you are, are more of the exception than the rule. And that most agencies, because, you know, they're, they're so that, that, the toxic mix of, of being busy with ego, with this, you just, they don't care until they got to care. Right. Well, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to paint this picture that I'm like this great supervisor out there that I'm just fantastic and, and pat myself on the back because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I feel I did a fair job. Um, I, I do feel confident that most of the folks that work for me would probably agree that, that I did a, a fair job and they generally um, were content being assigned on my shift. Um, but I think more is just, you know, I gave my effort. The, the, one of the most important things to me was how they're, how is everybody doing? How, when, when we come and hit the street, how are they doing mentally in their heads? Are, are they focused? Are it, are they upset? Or we have, do we get bad news and people are disgruntled? And, you know, we tried to kind of, you know. But again, you, I would say that that is the exception rather than the rule. Sure. And but they, it was the folks, the they were the most important to me. And how they were doing was very important to me. It was also stressful because you can't make everybody happy. You can't keep everybody happy all the time. But you do the best job you can uh, of keeping spirits up. Yeah, yeah. And, and watching for when things may be going awry. But, I, again, I think all too often nobody notices and they go, how the hell did this happen until yeah. it's happened? Right, that's true. And suddenly the news crews are pulling up to your headquarters. And um, you, 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 somebody's going to have to find an answer. Um, so, so we identify these things. Let's so let's say, you know, you got that supervisor that, that is invested, that, that supervisor that's actually paying attention. You yep. notice something going on. Yep. You know, and again, everybody's situation is different. 
Everybody has different symptoms, different triggers, different things that are going to be eaten away at them. But you notice it. Yep. Um, and then we come up to the idea, the, the subject of the agency shrink. Mm. Back to the shrink. Right. And, you know, just kind of takes me back to like that lethal <clears throat> weapon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. He drove her crazy. <laughs> Sergeant Riggs. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't trust them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I was one of them for a long time. And and I wouldn't trust them. And, and, and so, you know, I went when, when I did get to that point where I was like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta see somebody. I went to the agency shrink. So did I actually. Yeah. And, and, but I told the agency, I went as a, I went separate from my agency. Right. And made sure, you know, cause the agency shrink was like, well, you know, this is the, you know, this is a, like a claim and, you know, you noted for insurance. Here's cash. <laughs> <laughs> Just wipe my card. Something. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I don't, I don't want them to know. Right. And, and there, you know, now there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I went and saw the agency shrink. But um, I trusted that person that they weren't going to do me like that. And I think that's a fair trust. Um, you know, when things got really bad, you know, for me, I finally got to a point where I said I'm going to make, you know, an appointment. But I scheduled it myself. I called. I didn't go through the department because I did have a little concern about going through the department right? because there is the stigma is, you know, am I now going to be put on the radar that man will. Then he's flipping out and he's and, freaking out. Yeah, um, and, and to be fair with my agency, you know, I, I don't think. I, I I think that the, the people that I cared the most about or that I care that I still care the most about, I don't think they would have said anything. I don't think, you know, um, there are others. No, no. <laughs> you know, I will have to say for my agency that I was with when I went, I do believe for the most part, if I scheduled something through the department, it would be supported. And I think, more so now. I know they have gotten better with it. For those that listen, there's still room for improvement. Oh yeah, they're doing better with it. Um, but I don't think it would. And, have... and we are sitting here busting on a lot of things. Yes, uh, related sure. to uh, <clears throat> law enforcement leadership. But but overall, yeah, I will concede. I think agencies are getting better about it. Yes, and I, and I don't think that um, there would have been anything negative with the agent with me going, I don't think I'd have been put on any kind of rental. They got to been, you know, um, and anybody would be really alarmed or overly alarmed. I don't think I would also be called and going, Hey, we think you need to take vacation. I don't think anything crazy like that, but it's in your head. And I think that's part of the problem is you get, or the officers get these ideas. It's what's, what's going on between your ears or it starts telling you, man, if they find out you're going to go to the shrink and, you know, they're going to put you on admin leave or they're going to take your gun or they're going to take your police powers. And, and I, you know, and there may be some agencies out there. I don't think mine would oh, be like uh, that. There, there definitely still are, but I still didn't go through my agency because again, you have those things going on in your head. You have, you know, th those concerns. So I strongly encourage for someone that 
thinks they want to talk to the agency doc, if you're uncomfortable going through, then, then schedule it on your own. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It, you know, if that's what it takes to make you feel a little more comfortable at going and seeing and talking with somebody, then schedule it on your own yeah. um, and go see them. And I went um, and I did meet with the, um, the doc for our agency. Now, I will tell you, he wasn't a good fit for me. Um, you know, and that's another aspect of it as well. Um, because you got to find somebody who's a good fit. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one for your age is probably is good on, on a respect that maybe knows the agency, may be familiar with you personally. Um, and as far as, you know, you're probably not doing your copay for so many visits because you're going to the agency. But, um, if it, he wasn't, there's was nothing, nothing against him. It just wasn't, I, I didn't feel, I went twice. I didn't really feel like it was really, I, I, I wasn't seeing any, I, I just didn't feel like it was doing anything helpful for me. And we just weren't hitting on anything. So that's when I reached out to Dr. Greenberg because mm-hmm. um, I was familiar with him and I had a good impression of him. So I thought, you know, let me call Greenberg mm-hmm. and see if I can't get an appointment with him. And then I did. And total night and day difference the experience and i was like okay this is where i'm coming Mm -hmm. for a while for now on um so yeah so i would say if you go to your department psychologist and you feel like well that fucking sucks or you don't like it hey that's that jack wagon i don't want to talk to them no more they didn't help then go seek out somebody else um go and and find one on your own that is is a fit that you feel comfortable with coming in there and having a conversation about yeah what's going on yeah and and you know i i i think you and i were both lucky you know and and again i think you know i had my situation you had your situation they're very different uh, very very different um situations um but we both had supportive spouses you know, we both had because uh, you know we have a we have a lot of overlapping friends. We had supportive we, friends. We did, um, and you know, I, I just I'll speak for myself is that, and I think a lot of cops don't do this. A lot of cops, a lot of people don't do this, but a lot of cops don't do this. Is part of your wellness is having something that has nothing to do with this shit. An interest, a hobby, a thing, whatever it is, I don't care. Something that is not part of this. Well, I think that's a, a good uh, that's a good suggestion. I yeah. think that's important. Some some way. To detach know. from it for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's and it's harder. The longer you're in the career, the less you detach from and, it. And the, it gets different. It gets different. Yeah. But you're right. I guess and that would be incorrect. I think as you progress and you get in that middle area. Yeah. On the tail end, you start to detach, at least for some, I know I did on the, on the tail end of it. I started detaching from it a lot. Um, whereas early on and then kind of middle of the way through, you're kind of all wrapped up, ate up with it where it's pretty much all you're about. Right. Eat, eat breathing, sleeping. And we both, you know, we, and again, we have overlapping friends, uh, but you know, you got a bunch of cops together. What do we talk about? Work. Yeah. Well, now, now we, we bitch about work. <laughs> right. You know, 
But nobody's sitting around like, you know, when you're 22 and you're like, you know, let's talk about this gear, this car, this bullshit, you know. This chase, this this shots fired call. Nobody gives a shit. Right. Now it's about finding some (laughs) solutions to how to fix all you fuckers out there that are, you know, going through some shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, it it just, it it changes. It changes a lot. No doubt. Yeah. Um, But, um, you know, and, and then, you know, the other thing too. And, and so if you don't end up going to the, the your, your agency uh, shrink, um, Greenberg's going to probably kill us when we keep saying shrink. But I know. Um, but, but he's not here, so he has no say. If he was here, he could correct us, but he's not. <laughs> but, Too um, bad. But, um, you know, it's, it's not easy to find somebody. No, it's not. Um it is is difficult um you know i actually had and we'll kind of back up um when i went to the department psychologist it when it wasn't a fit um i didn't uh i was like man i, I was at a loss because like you know i i got this shit going on um and i need to do something to start getting a handle on things so and i didn't know where to go and I actually reached out to a, a friend who was a former officer um, who went through a lot um, in his personal life. And basically, you know, he was on the department 20 years, maybe, I think. Um, and w- when I mean he was he was an ass kicker, he was an ass kicker. He run and gun, he did it all. And he was someone that I highly respected as a street cop, a, you know, a, you know, downright street cop um you know badass dude i mean respected this wasn't somebody that was a keyboard warrior um and we during cit training he came in and spoke and talked about um some of the things he went through and you know to hear him stand up there and talk about how the demons came to him and started coming back and how it affected him so bad and what he went through i was like holy shit you know this guy this guy's like you know, he's rock solid. I mean, how is, how is this guy having an issue with it? But he talked about all the things that happened and him taking the steps and all the stuff to recover. So short story long, I reached out to him and said, Hey, let's kind of meet you for lunch. He knew when I reached out and said, kind of meet you, he knew exactly mm-hmm. what was going on. And we sat down um, and I'll never forget, you know, we sat down at this little diner um, and he talked for a few minutes and said, hey, and I was going, and he looked at me and said, how you doing? Um, I said, okay. He said, and he looked right at me and he said, you're dealing with a lot of shit, aren't you? And man, right there, that got me. Um, and, you know, and that, that says it all right there. I mean, you, when you're at lunch about to get a nice, nice, delicious burger or something from the diner, but you're getting upset just by someone saying you're dealing with a lot of shit. So he started working to find me because he has connections through different things. So we started making some calls um, and he actually came up with um, somebody that was referred. Um, actually, I think he had two. And then I had suggested Greenberg um, and we thought about when, and I talked about it for a while and thought about it. And then I ended up making the decision to go with, with Greenberg, who I was already familiar with, but I did have in my back pocket someone else that you know he had gotten through contacts that said hey here's someone else 
um, not connected to the department, um, but is relatively close to your area, but not connected with the department, and um, you can give them a call. Yeah, so, and, and, and see, I think my thing... It's hard to find now. Because, yeah, well, I mean, it, you you feel like, you know, nobody's going to get you and nobody's going to understand you. Oh, man, right? that's so true. And, and, that's and, so true. And, and people will tell you, like, you know, because my, my wife did this. Well, you know, they, they, they hear everything and they, 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 nah. And you're like, they're not going to, they didn't hear this. They didn't hear this. And, they heard everything but this. Um, You know, it, and... We're, we're coming, I mean, not like we're special as, as cops or anything, but you, we're coming from, you know, you, you talk about people in public safety, uh, military, things like that. You, you're coming from a perspective that the average person, the average uh, psychologist or psychiatrist. Right. They, no. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, yeah, they're they're not. They, no, and 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 I'm, I mean, I'm just talking out of my rear end at this point. But I don't I don't believe that most of them are up for that. No, um, no, probably not. Um, I, I think out of the the nature of their profession, you know, they're in a profession that wants to help, so they would they want to help people, and I think they would want to do everything they can but i do think that yes that's so they're over there in the corner yeah. across the room scribbling in the office. Uh, oh, they're, they're over this, there right near this guy yeah needs lots of meds they're and... over there making an appointment for their therapist because they're gonna need therapy <laughs> after hearing all the shit that you talked about in there <laughs> <laughs> he is fucked in the head there was a meme on uh that was on linkedin <laughs> And there, there's a fellow on LinkedIn that does all these great memes, and I always give him a shout out. On stuff. LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's he's he's, he's a cop, funny. I mean, and I've, I've never met him. I, I, he's somewhere Midwest, I think, but somehow he's on my LinkedIn. And he puts all these cop memes on there, and they're freaking hilarious. And I have to put them on our website. Um, but there's one on there, and it says my shrink after my session and it's just german shepherd dog he's laying on a beach towel and he's like looks like he's passed out with a beer <laughs> hanging over he's got this beer hanging on the shepherd laying on the beach towel like he's conked out my therapy like, dog <laughs> after i've told him all my problems <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's something along that lines it makes me think of that but that, that always gets me laughing um because i'm thinking man he's gonna need his own therapy after talking to me yeah yeah and and like but but and, and we're, you know, we've been talking a while now. So the, the real takeaway is there's a lot of reasons we get to this point. And it's hard, but find, find that fit, find that person. Absolutely. Um, you know, and if you're having a hard time finding that, reach out to, you know, try to reach out to somebody that, that might be able to help you in that search. Um, because if you're in your head going, man, I really need to talk to somebody about that. I, I feel like I'm dealing with some shit. And I probably should. If you think I probably should talk to somebody, that means you should have been talking to somebody by now. That, and, you know, and it's not that's not a negative thing. It's not a dig. That's, you know, not trying to be negative to anybody. But that is if you are thinking that, then, yes, it's time to, you know, start taking a proactive approach to 
your 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 mental wellness, your your resiliency, your your emotional health is that is a warning sign. That is a red flag. That is the billboard sign that says time to time to do, take a step. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, all the police training that everybody goes through over God knows how many years in the academy, like you're doing DT and they're like, okay, well, you know, if, it, if, if this happens, you know, tap out, right? Well, same, same is true with life. <laughs> and, you know, I will, I will throw cause I'm sure there's folks listening from my former agency and they probably know exactly who I'm talking about when I talk about seeing a psychologist. I don't want to deter you from seeing that psychologist just because he wasn't the fit for me. And, I wasn't getting it does not mean that you won't go meet and go, Oh man, this is, this is good. This guy, we're, we're hitting on something. It, it, you know, it's, it's definitely personal. So I would encourage you don't go, man. Well, I can't go see our police psychologist. Cause I listened to a podcast. And they said, that guy was no good. I didn't say he's no good. I said, he wasn't the fit for me. Um, and I have all the respect for him. And I think he tried and he actually had some good suggestions. It just wasn't, you just know it just wasn't what you needed correct it correct. just wasn't what you needed so um i don't want to discourage anybody from if if you're from that agency from going and seeing who they have retained there now now greenberg on the other hand you know the amount of people that i've referred to him oh i've sent a lot to him <laughs> I, I i feel like i i need like the free t-shirt or something a t-shirt would be good yeah, I got a business yeah. card. It feels like, that doesn't seem like it's quite exactly. I, I feel like I've earned the free T-shirt or, or you know something the, the 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 dinner dinner for two coupon or something. You know, I also um, throw out there for anybody listening, um, for the two people that are listening. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it, no one is going to see me in a Borat thong. You know, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, we have an email. We are badge to the bone at gmail.com. Send an email. If you're like, man, I, I need to, I'd like to speak to a psychologist. I'm trying to find somebody. We will help you find what you need. You know, doing this for a little while, um, I have developed a lot of contacts within the, you know, public safety, first responder, you know, mental health community. And so has Al. Um, we have, and, and really just from, 20 plus years on the job so we have contacts we can you know help that search um that's what did it for me i had to you know reach out to somebody to help me i, I need to do something help me let's get that first step so shoot us an email shoot us an email yeah um, absolutely and 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 you know we're we're this is only episode two episode two uh winging it <laughs> that may be the title <laughs> winging it <laughs> um you, you know if they're we're, we're going to talk a lot about this i mean this is why we exist we're going to talk about um police mental health um and uh but you know leadership's a major component Ooh, you know yeah. yeah and we're going to be talking a lot more about leadership related issues but if you have issues or things that you want us talking about that you feel you know need to be aired um let us know Absolutely. And if you have, you know, experience that you want to discuss, you want to come on, 
shoot us an email. Yeah. We'll get you on. Yeah. Oh. I mean, our, 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 our guest today canceled. Yeah. I'm talking about you, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, we want to get every perspective we can. So any, everybody has a story. Everybody has something they've gone through. And so, the more stories we, we get out there, I think the better everyone is. I do. I think it starts to um, make it so it, it kind of dissipates a lot of the stigma with it. Cause you start seeing that, you know, it's, it becomes common. Well, geez. And that's kind of what did it for me is I started hearing stories from cops that I really respected that were, you know, outstanding street cops. And to see that one, not only that things affected them, you know, it, 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 you, you, you see some of these guys, you're like, man, they're like a Superman, they're super cop out there. But to see that things affected them mm-hmm. makes it real. And the fact that they have the courage to yeah. come out and talk about it and say, this has affected me, then that really helped me go, okay, yeah, you know, it's... it's well, and, and, and something happened too, you know, that, because a lot of the, the, the folks we know, they got 20 plus years on the job, right? Right. You know, 20 is about the average, yep. right? Because uh, we're at that age. And it was probably within the last three, four years when I noticed that it was like, something happened right something happened Mm -hmm. all the shit's breaking down yep and you know i had i had one buddy you know again he's gonna come on and talk about his story you know he started getting help and then i saw you Mm -hmm. starting to deal with your stuff Mm -hmm. and that prompted me Mm -hmm. and i think that when i did I, i shared my story and others and that got a couple other people to start doing it. And, and I'm same way. I mean, I, as I started to discuss things, um, people reached out to me. Um, and I said, well, this is the things that helped me. Um, maybe call this person, make an appointment here. And, you know, like I said, I've definitely referred several to Greenberg, but um, beyond that, you know, just suggestions that I made, um, you know, folks have stayed in touch with me and I've been like, able to kind of help them navigate through some of their difficulties. Yeah, no, I agree completely. All right, Denny, I think that's going to do it. I think that does. I think they have listened to us for long enough, my friend. Yep. Hey, if you like what you're hearing and you want to drop us a line, please do so at we are badge to the bone at gmail.com. We are badge to the bone at gmail.com. And we also have a brand new website. You can check that out. That is badge to the bone.com. Badge to the bone.com. We might even have a little swag up. All right, a little swag like that. Hey, also on your podcast platforms, make sure to follow us. You like what you're hearing? I don't want you to miss an episode. We got a lot of stuff coming up in the future, so make sure to follow us on your platforms. But in the meantime, for all those still on the job, be safe and be well.